Greetings, St. James. I'm Sandria. The Bible readings for the third Sunday of Epiphany. 1 Corinthians 12, from verse 12 to 31a, and Luke 4, 14 to 21. One body with many parts. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that each honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are the apostles. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing. Those who can help others those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in untold languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we have the power to do miracles? Do we have the gift of healing? Do we have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret, interpret unknown languages? Of course not. 
So, you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. The Gospel Reading Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll was of the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scriptures you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. So let's pray. Gracious God, thank you that you have given us a special gift. Help us to use it joyfully for your glory. Amen. So, on Wednesday during communion service, Steve said something that got my attention. Don't worry, it isn't anything ugly. Steve said every three years we have the same Bible readings according to the lectionary and the Church of England. And remember preaching about the David and Goliath story. Um, we read from 1 Samuel 17 verses 32 to 33 verses 37 and 40 to 51. I'm not going to reiterate what Steve said. You can read that for yourself. And if you were in church, then you can remember what Steve said. I also realise we might have all heard the David's victorious win over the Philistine. So you're asking, where are we going with this? Or where am I going with this? Well, this is it. If we're reading the Bible stories in rotation every three years, we will have heard many sermons of the same thing, the same passages, if you're a regular churchgoer. But then again, what do you do with the other part of the Bible? I've all, all not always been a, a Church of England um, member, so um, I can't say that I've heard them all, but I've been to the Baptist Church and the Church of God of Prophecy and a lot of churches on the way. But I'm happy with my church, St. James CFE. So I've noticed that the collect that we say each Sunday or Wednesday, whichever is your prefer preference, is a repeat. 
I'm not sure it's every three years or it's every year, but I probably about uh, a year or probably less than a year ago, I realized, oh, I've read this before. And I thought, oh, so that is a repeat. I'm not sure, but if I was in church, you'd probably be able to tell me, I'd probably ask and you'd say, yes, it's every year or if it's every three, but I'll leave it to you. Somebody might call me or text me and tell me it's every year or it's every three, but at the moment it's not important. What is important is we ask ourselves how little or how much we read. So we read the Bible verses when we're in church services. When do we read the rest of the scriptures? Remembering what Steve says, it's an irritation of every three years. But then we're only in church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday. So what happens to the rest of the reading and what happens to the rest of the day? Things change. When I look at my lectionary, I see that there aren't just two scriptures read on a Sunday. On one day, there might be 11 different readings. We read two. If you don't have a lectionary, what do you read for the rest of the week? What do you read in Bible study? Or do you read at all? What do we read? So we have 365 days and we read two Bible verses each Sunday. That's only 52 weeks, 52 readings. But if we have an average of 11 readings per week, we probably will cover all the Bible. But do we? We all know the, the nice good stories. We know about David and Goliath. We know about Ruth and Naomi. We know about Esau and Jacob and all those good stories. But when do we do it? Many of us try to read the Bible in a year. But how far do we get with that? If we start the Old Testament, we soon get, I wouldn't call it bored, but we get distracted. We're not really interested in the genealogy of what's happened. We want to get to the, the meaty part. So we put our Bibles down and we don't necessarily take it up again. But some people start there. Some people do a psalm and then a gospel. And then you'll get through it that way. But if we don't do that, when do we read our Bible? The Bible we know is God's word. And that never changes. Our God never changes. It is where when we're happy, we might not read as much. When we're troubled, we read a little more. And when we're sad, I think we read even more than that. We turn to God when we're troubled. And so we know that he is there. We know that he answers us and he is there for us. We turn to him when we're happy uh, in another way. We turn to him and we say, thank you, Lord. Something good has happened. But sometimes when we're just mediocre, everything's just swimming along, we tend to forget. But we shouldn't forget. Coming back to 
Steve and his three years rotation. You'll be listening to this from Sunday. But this is what's happened. Three years ago, I was grieving for my friend and neighbour Chip. Chip passed away on the 13th of January three years ago. He was a member of St. James and we used to not do a Bible study, but we used to talk about the Bible. We'd say things and we'd look it up and we'd find out and it was really good to talk to Chip about the Bible. But he passed away. In December last year, another neighbour and friend passed away. This is another sort of talking to a neighbour and friend. Although he wasn't a member of St. James, he went to All Souls in Halsden and we pair badminton together. So I'm grieving now for two friends in three years apart. Is that anything to worry about? Am I in a three-year rotation? Absolutely not. I turned to the Bible. I was feeling not so good on Friday. And what did I do? What I knew I should do, I didn't do. I went for a walk though. And in my walking, I had my earphones on and I was listening to nice music. And the music cheered me up. And I thought, this is what I need. So I felt better on, until I decided I have a sermon to write. And if I keep listening to this music, something will come. So my grieving started not to feel as, as bad as, it start, as I started first thing in the morning. And this is what happens. So I turned to my Bible, which I know I should do. I know that's where I'll find it. My Bible took me to First Thessalonians 4, verses 13 and 14. The hope of resurrection. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and raised to life again, we also believe that when, when Jesus returns, I'm sorry, I'll just read that again. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. So I had confirmation and where did I find it in my Bible and who took me there? God took me there because I wanted my soul to be soothed and I felt a soothing power in those verses. 
I was still thinking about it when I found my Bible again and another passage came. These are the scriptures that we hold dear when we're in trouble. And now I'm on Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which extends, exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's why we need our Bibles. And at this time of pandemic, what we're going through, we need it even more. Everything is in there. Everything we need to tell God, to ask him, to talk to him about, it is in the Bible. And we shouldn't be shy of using our Bibles. Remember, there are 66 books there and they have lots of verses. And we do choose which we want to read. And sometimes it's not easy, but it's there and we know God is there. So open your hearts and your minds and be ready to listen, to hear him and to ask him to heal our souls. At this time, we just need to put him first always. Remember that he loves us first and he will always love us. And a little while back, um, Jeff had spoken about where we are where we're going can't remember if you remember it the dog in the car but we should always look onto him because he's our saving grace and as we look forward into perhaps returning to church or not for the matter being let's all come together be one part be a part of the body that is one body be an eye or a leg or an arm and let's all come to together to be the body of Christ. This is where we belong, the body of Christ. Amen.